Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 324. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Hymn number 324. The scriptural selection this morning will be given by Pilar from New York. Revelation. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things 
are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable one. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth. God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let us now sing hymn number 83. God made all his creatures free. Life itself is liberty. God ordained no other bands than united hearts and hands. Hymn number 83.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Sunday morning service for July 17, 2022. We begin each Sunday morning at 10 o'clock with our roundtable discussion, which is a valuable and practical training session in Christian science. If you missed this morning's discussion, you can find a link to the recording of it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. That class has its own teleconference number, so any child anywhere in the world can participate. If you have a child of Sunday school age and don't live in the area, call the church and we will give you the number. We will be more than happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We also have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healing and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery available at every one of our services for infants and toddlers, so be sure to bring the whole family. Everyone is welcome here, including all of you who are listening and participating from all over the world. We will now have the reading of a testimony from the chapter called Fruitage in Science and Health, which attests to the healing power obtained from reading the Christian Science textbook. That reading will be given this morning by Shahidat from Maryland. On page 675, many physical and mental troubles overcome. Less than a year ago, when nothing but trouble seemed to encompass me, I was led to Christian Science. My mother's copy of Science and Health was always lying on the table, but I scarcely ever read it. One day, however, the mental conflict was so great, I commenced reading in the hope of obtaining peace. Every day since then, my companions have been the Bible and Science and Health. At that time, I had a very serious eruption on my face, which had been there two years. We had consulted several physicians and used every remedy suggested to eradicate it, but they proved useless. I had given up all hope of its ever being healed. As the physician we last consulted pronounced it tuberculosis of the skin and incurable. A few weeks after I commenced reading, I was amazed to see it almost healed over, and today my cheek is perfectly smooth while the scar is disappearing. In April, my baby was born with only the practitioner and a woman friend present. I suffered little pain, and the third day I went downstairs. I am able to nurse him, a privilege of which I was deprived of my first child. He is a picture of health, having never been sick a day since he was born from KEWL, Mount Dora, Florida. The lesson this morning can be found on page six of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, life. 
The golden text is from Colossians. Your life is hid with Christ in God. The responsive reading is from Hebrews. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Now, now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. And it is yet far more evident, for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there ariseth another priest, who is made not after the law of I will read from the Bible. Proverbs. In the way of righteousness is life, and in the pathway thereof there is no death. Psalm. Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reacheth unto the clouds. Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. Thy judgments are a great deep. O Lord, thou preservest man and beast. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. O oh, continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee, and thy righteousness to the upright in heart. Let thy work appear unto thy servants, and thy glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, 
and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands, establish thou it. Genesis And Jared lived an hundred sixty and two years, and begat Enoch. And Enoch lived sixty and five years, and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Job If iniquity be in thine hand, put it far away, and let not wickedness dwell in thy tabernacles. For then shalt thou lift up thy face without spot. Yea, thou shalt be steadfast, and not fear. Because thou shalt forget thy misery, and remember it as waters that pass away. And thine age shall be clearer than the noonday. Thou shalt shine forth, thou shalt be as the morning. Deuteronomy For this commandment, which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very nigh unto thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life, and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. John Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. 
Then took Mary a pound of ointment, spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Acts Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, and whom, when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And forasmuch as Lydda was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed, and turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up, and he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. Psalms The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like the cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing.
Elizabeth from Georgia will now read. Passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. We should remember that life is God and that God is omnipotent. Life is eternal. We should find this out and begin the demonstration thereof. Life and goodness are immortal. Let us then shape our views of existence into loveliness, freshness, and continuity, rather than into age and blight. Life is, like Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Organization and time have nothing to do with life. Day. The irradiance of life, light, the spiritual idea of truth and love. The objects of time and sense disappear in the illumination of spiritual understanding. And mind measures time according to the good that is unfolded. This unfolding is God's day, and there shall be no night there. The infinite never began, nor will it ever end. Mind and its formations can never be annihilated. Man is not a pendulum, swinging between evil and good, joy and sorrow, sickness and health, life and death. Life and its faculties are not measured by calendars. The perfect and immortal are the eternal likeness of their maker. The measurement of life by solar years robs youth and gives ugliness to age. The radiant sun of virtue and truth coexists with being. Manhood is its eternal noon, undimmed by a declining sun. As the physical and material the transient sense of beauty fades, the radiance of spirit should dawn upon the enraptured sense with bright and imperishable glories. Never record ages. Chronological data are no part of the vast forever. Timetables of birth and death are so many conspiracies against manhood and womanhood except for the error of measuring and limiting all that is good and beautiful, man would enjoy more than threescore years and ten and still maintain his vigor, freshness, and promise. Man governed by immortal mind is always beautiful and grand. Each succeeding year unfolds wisdom, beauty, and holiness. Immortality, exempt from age or decay, has a glory of its own, the radiance of soul. Immortal men and women are models of spiritual sense, drawn by perfect mind and reflecting those higher conceptions of loveliness which transcend all material sense. 
comeliness and grace are independent of matter. Being possesses its qualities before they are perceived humanly. Beauty is a thing of life, which dwells forever in the eternal mind, and reflects the charms of his goodness in expression, form, outline, and color. It is love which paints the petal with myriad hues, glances in the warm sunbeam, arches the cloud with the bow of beauty, blazons the night with starry gems, and covers earth with loveliness. The embellishments of the person are poor substitutes for the charms of being, shining resplendent and eternal over age and decay. Sickness, sin, and death are not the fruits of life. They are inharmonies which truth destroys. Perfection does not animate imperfection. Inasmuch as God is good and the fount of all being, he does not produce moral or physical deformity. Therefore, such deformity is not real, but is illusion, the mirage of error. Divine science reveals these grand facts. On their basis, Jesus demonstrated life never fearing nor obeying error in any form. Decrepitude is not according to law, nor is it a necessity of nature, but an illusion. If delusion says, I have lost my memory, contradict it. No faculty of mind is lost. In science, all being is eternal, spiritual, perfect, harmonious in every action. Let the perfect model be present in your thoughts instead of its demoralized opposite. This spiritualization of thought lets in the light and brings the divine mind, life, not death, into your consciousness. Truth demonstrated is eternal life. Mortal man can never rise from the temporal debris of error, belief in sin, sickness, and death, until he learns that God is the only life. The fact that the Christ or truth overcame and still overcomes death proves the king of terrors to be but a mortal belief or error which truth destroys with the spiritual evidences of life. And this shows that what appears to the senses to be death is but a mortal illusion. For to the real man and the real universe, there is no death process. If Enoch's perception had been confined to the evidence before his material senses, he could never have walked with God, nor been guided into the demonstration of life eternal. The pallid invalid, whom you declare to be wasting away with consumption of the blood, should be told that blood never gave life and can never take it away, that life is spirit, and that there is more life and immortality 
in one good motive and act than in all the blood which ever flowed through mortal veins and simulated a corporeal sense of life. Can there be any birth or death for man, the spiritual image and likeness of God? Instead of God sending sickness and death, he destroys them and brings to light immortality. Omnipotent and infinite mind made all and includes all. This mind does not make mistakes and subsequently correct them. God does not cause man to sin, to be sick, or to die. For right reasoning, there should be but one fact before the thought, namely, spiritual existence. Being is holiness, harmony, immortality. It is already proved that a knowledge of this, even in small degree, will uplift the physical and moral standard of mortals, will increase longevity, will purify and elevate character. Thus, progress will finally destroy all error and bring immortality to light. We all must learn that life is God. Ask yourself, am I living the life that approaches the supreme good? Am I demonstrating the healing power of truth and love? If so, then the way will grow brighter unto the perfect day. Your fruits will prove what the understanding of God brings to man. Hold perpetually this thought, that it is the spiritual idea, the Holy Ghost and Christ, which enables you to demonstrate with scientific certainty the rule of healing based upon its divine principle love, underlying, overlying, and encompassing all true being. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let us sing hymn number 188. No eye hath seen, nor tongue declared, nor hath it entered heart of man, to know what God hath here prepared for them that love and trust his plan. Hymn number 188. Everything. 
wishes and dreams that are yet to come true. All of my hopes and all of my plans, my heart and my hands are lifted to Let us now sing hymn number 325. Take up thy cross, the Savior said, if thou wouldst my disciple be. Thyself deny, the world forsake, and humbly follow after me. Hymn 325.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passage from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen.